0: This is the Orange Podcast, conversations with Orange City Council for the local community.
1: This is Alan Reader, and I'm guessing that if you're listening to this in the midst of an orange winter, you're looking for ways to shut out the cold and keep warm and as toasty as you can. But in this episode of the Orange Podcast, I want to run some good reasons by you why you'll want to pull on your winter woolies and venture outside. Trust me, there are some very good reasons. Later in the show, we'll hear about some new attempts to revitalise our local live music industry. But first, an explanation of what's happening if you've driven past Robinson Park in recent days and seen tents and an enclosure being assembled. For the podcast, we took Orange 360's Caddy Marshall and Mayor Jason Hamling to find out all about the Orange Winter Festival in the park.
2: Well, you know, everyone traditionally hibernates. You know, I'm, I'm born and bred in orange, and I know that uh, for about four or five months of the year you stay inside in the warm fire watching television. So to have an event like this to get people out and activate this area and um, so the residents can come and, and enjoy, I think it's a great thing.
1: Seems to be something for everyone, trapeze artists, circus, and, and lots of it's a fun cabaret.
2: Yeah, and it's free. It's free. So we have an array of acts, so uh, it's family-friendly. So get on the website, see what's about, and come out and enjoy it. Coming back from COVID, there's still a long-term resistance to going out. This will be a, a fun place
1: to go and somewhere to, to mingle with others out in the open air. Yeah,
2: it's about it's about reactivating. It's about reactivating Orange. It's about reactivating our region. And um, you know, I must thank the state government. They've put a lot of funding into this, nearly two hundred and twenty thousand dollars. Council's done a lot of hard work. So I just encourage the residents of Orange, Cabon and Blaney. Let's um, let's travel around and see what uh, what each each town has to offer. There is some regional stuff going on. Ice skating in Rialto. Cool amazing isn't it um head out to millthorpe you know there's a big there's some fireworks out at millthorpe on friday night as part of the night markets you've got uh all the all of cellar doors doing things so just get onto the orange 360 website see what's available um there are there are tickets you go to one three ticks there's no price there's no cost but um find out what it's all about but main main thing is come down to robinson park it's the center of orange it'll be the center of attention we're here in Robertson Park as a,
1: a Spiegel tent, a, a special wooden frame is being assembled with Caddy Marshall from Orange 360. Caddy, um, this is normally a very quiet part of the year for Orange. Not much happens in winter. What's going to happen this
3: week? It is going to fire up, Ellen. It's firing up, we're heating up, we're going to light up the night skies over in Milthorpe on the Friday night, but then we really are bringing the warmth of our region into Robertson Park. Thanks very much to Orange City Council and the State Government. They've contributed a lot of money and yourselves to really support our tourism and visitor economy. So it is spectacular. It is going to be lovely to see the park activated in this way. We normally do it in autumn and spring around, you know, food week and um, orange wine month. But this is absolutely bringing our arts and cultural destination theme to life. And really being able to, I can see this in years to come, us continuing to build this pillar across our calendar. Uh, and I think this is a real opportunity, particularly with the free shows, for the residents of Orange and the surrounding areas, in terms of Blaney and Cabon, to come in and see what a, a Spiegel tent, or in this case it's branded the Cazador, what happens inside one of these structures. I what mean, will happen? lots of performance lots of laughs lots of you know good fun times there'll be family entertainment during the day and obviously as it gets into the evening a little bit more of the adult programming comes into play so there will be something for everyone it is all about entertainment
1: People, the people of Orange are used to staying at home in the middle of winter. People from Sydney like to come out here and get cold. What is this about tapping into that?
3: This is absolutely about tapping. This is about those people that go and buy themselves a beautiful jacket, hat, Um, at the beginning of the winter season and don't have enough occasions to wear it. Well, we get to wear ours for three months of the year and we want to be able to make sure that when they're putting that jacket on or they're looking to pack it, that orange is the first destination they have in mind when they're trying on that jacket. This is about... Luring people out here that may not ever have come out here before. It is about celebrating the season of winter in a kind of fun, entertaining way. This is a way, like, you know, some of the events that are happening around the Winter Fire Festival, a pre ski up at Printhee, well, that's something that you don't need to risk your arms or legs. You don't need to ski down the mountain to enjoy, you know, a nice, uh, swift curve. You'll be able to um, enjoy it and just really embrace winter bonfires across the entire region. There will be some fire pits in this space here in Robertson Park so if people are wondering about is it going to be too cold or chilly if it's drizzling. Once you're inside the Cazador tent it's going to be lovely and warm. Um, Inside the precinct that will be the event zone and you'll be able to easily spot that because it's got all of the the cyclone fencing that will be branded. It'll be a really cosy environment that will have fire pits, it will have Booze and food Um, its part of all of our festivals, but we'll have lovely local live entertainment outside at the Café de Rue. And then inside the Casador tent, there'll be um, some of Australia's best entertainers and comedians. But we're also allowing, I think Jam Orange is doing a takeover on one of the nights as well. So this is really about supporting our arts and cultural scene
1: because of uh, state government funding. It's all free, but still, people still need to buy tickets.
3: They still need to register to make sure you've got a, a seat available for you because we'd hate for you to turn up and be disappointed because the Casador is completely full. And I will remind you, Alan, and the listeners to the podcast that we are, that we at Orange 360 have been very generously offered uh, the Cazador tent by Orange City Council and we're going we're gonna to heat things up a little bit by doing a cheeky cabaret show on both Friday and Saturday night. Those tickets are $30, but for the performance that you're going to get to enjoy, that's well and truly well worth the dollars.
1: Is it possible to describe burlesque in, in, a, in a couple of words?
3: Think about tasteful... <laughs> Think about our own version of a little bit of Moulin Rouge with some comedy thrown in.
1: Yeah, yeah. There might be a little bit of partial nudity, but it'll be fun.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Done, yeah, in the spirit of entertainment, it'll be... Let's say titillating, not, you know, just exposure for exposure's sake.
1: Orange 360's Caddy Marshall. The Winter Fire Festival is on from the 6th to the 14th of August. You can find out more about the festival and where to get free tickets on the Orange City Council and Orange 360 websites. You're listening to the Orange Podcast. Among the many industries doing it tough during the COVID pandemic era was our local music industry. Uh, lots of people just couldn't go out and enjoy live music as they used to. It's starting to come back slowly. And a new plan is being hatched to try and give that a bit of a kick along to find out some more about one of these industries that brings lots of people to town, Orange City Council's tourism manager, Glenn Mickle. Glenn, how tough was it for live music in the last couple of years? Uh, most of our live our musicians lost
0: their uh, livelihood overnight. Oh, and um, venues were shut down or in fact playing music live was actually banned as part of the lockdown so very difficult for those for those people and um, it's been tough since then you know we weren't allowed to assemble in crowds so you couldn't do anything we're now back to that situation where There are some indoor-outdoor options and entertainment options available again, so that's great to see.
1: As people are starting to come back and as the industry is starting to to rebuild itself, um, organisations like the Live Music Office from the New South Wales Government and others are now looking for ways of uh, giving things a bit of a kick on. Tell me what's happening.
0: Yes, there's a couple of initiatives out there to sort of help boost things and help to get the the live music sector back on its feet, and... uh, One of those is the Live and Local programs. Um, Orange Council was involved with that program a few years ago when we we held the Jam Saturday concerts, which people might remember. Uh, This uh, next initiative... In the next few months, we uh, will be running a music industry forum where we'd like to hear from anyone connected to the music industry, venues, musicians, media, publicists, even just music fans, um, to hear what they see as the future. What? Areas need support, what is working well, what's not working well in the city. Uh, A council would like to know about that, so would the Live Music Office. So we're hosting a a music forum coming up. Uh, Then the second part of that will be perhaps we might uncover some areas that... Uh, there could be some professional development done and we can run some workshops on that. And then the the third piece of the puzzle would be a little mini festival where some of those musicians and some of those venues get the chance to actually join forces and put on a really great little concert around the city.
1: A little micro festival that might happen on a weekend, say,
0: in September. That's the one. That's the idea. And um, so we give people a little bit of a chance to work towards that and... um, put some nice publicity in place, gather the crowds and you know celebrate the fact that live music is certainly back on the
1: agenda. Part of this puzzle that's coming together seems to be building some connections, building some links between people who might have been out of the industry for a while and coming back or or new people. So as part of getting ready for that first works, workshop, you'd like people to register, to go online, to put some a, bit, a few details there about what it is that they're doing, what it is they're interested in, and that'll help build a, a list, a database, if you like, that'll help build some connections.
0: Yes, yeah, so one of the things of course is, you know, um how people can find each other, how the musicians can find venues, how they can be curated, how how a venue can um, can find themselves some jazz musicians or some rock musicians and how they can differentiate all businesses at the moment, it's competitive out there. they want to differentiate, they want a point of difference and um, if they can do if music can offer that well then there's a great opportunity there particularly live music and we know we've got some fantastic musicians in town. We've got some great venues already operating but there could be others who want to be part of that and uh, this is what we can try and encourage. And if we've got a great database that um, we can access, then we can put people um, in touch with other people and
1: make these things happen. Jam Orange, a local group that's trying to that's already been working in this field for a while, has, is already building some connections. But you want to get this the people involved beyond the people already involved in Jam Orange.
0: That's right. There are a number of organisations down. There's the Conservatorium. There's a whole bunch of educators, music educators. Um, there's the Jam Orange um, network. Uh, but there's also uh, some of the venues have got their own networks. Some of the um, different music genres have got clubs and groups and folk clubs, jazz clubs, that sort of thing. So, you know, the more the merrier. Um, and it's all about live local music and the genres are not that important. It's really about getting people because they have common themes and have common interests and we want to try and capitalise and, and support those where
1: we can. On the back of the the new Winter Festival, there's lots of music involved there and other circus, trapeze, burlesque sort of stuff happening. Um, some, there's lots of potential there to build on. Absolutely,
0: absolutely. And I mean, if... If council knows and if the community knows that those things are out there, then we can leverage that and perhaps find more opportunities as well.
1: Thanks for telling us about this today. So the main thing before we go, if you're at all interested, if you've got a a finger in the pie you'd like to, go to the Orange City Council website, register for the new workshop and uh, and turn up on the night.
0: Yes, we'd love to see as many people as we can get to the forum and we want to hear their thoughts
1: on live music and where it goes next. Orange City Council Tourism Manager Glenn Mecowl joining us on the Orange Podcast. And that's the Orange Podcast for this week. Remember, you can download this program anytime from the Orange City Council website or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. The Orange Podcast is produced on Wiradjuri Country. Until next time, this is Alan Reeder. Bye for now.